Steve. Oh, my performance anxiety. Gregor. Oh, my God. And Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective. Spool up 17. Going back to the future. With Gregor. Absolute McGrath. Hello, hello. Greg, Big Raw, I went to Urcha, Ringley. That's me. And Steve, Otto Connor, who's now on the, is it the right coast? So I'm total opposite coast at the start of this now, huh? You've just, you're coasting. I am coasting from one end of this country to the other. <laughs> yeah, you are. You slowly inched your way over to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, I've been here and now I'm back. So, I'm They're so excited, again. as you can tell by my voice. Yes. Yeah. Speaking no. of moving around, that's allowed me to go to a lot of fun flies. And just because Urch is over, we have other upcoming fun flies. And I just want to hit like the September ones. Uh, actually, August 25th through the 27th up in Palmyra? Palmyra? Palmyra, New York. Uh, the 20th Annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Uh, these are all on Facebook, by the way, on RC Heli Events under that. Right. Uh, August 31st through September 3rd is the Heli Extravaganza at Triple Tree Aerodrome. I really want and to go to that someday. I will be there. Uh, I am uh, one of the many members of the people trying to help put that on, actually. Uh, Ray is the shining light of that one. And then Mr. apparently Ray Cliff Leaper. is the... Cliff is the face of the event, if you will. You've all seen his face on there. He's a funny man. Good <laughs> good person to hang out with. Uh, September 8th through the 10th, we got Helly's Over California at Pegfield in uh, Sanger, California. I almost said Colorado. And that's uh, Jordan McFarlane, I believe, is putting that thing on. So if you are considering it, that's a beautiful field and should be a great event. September 15th to the 17th, one that's near and dear to my heart, Hosted by Adam Small is Mile High Heli Showdown in Denver, Colorado. Actually, it's just a little bit north of Denver. Fantastic field, fantastic people. Should be great weather. Uh, I've been there every year since then. I actually helped uh, work with everybody to start it. And so near and dear to my heart. If you were thinking about going to that, go to it. Um, September 21st to the 24th, we got Race City Rotorfest in Statesville, North Carolina. Check that one out. It's a little far for me. But uh, looks like a good time. And then, what is this one? September 28th through October 1st, the Central Valley Heli Fest <laughs> in Lincoln, California. Does anybody know anything about this event? I don't know. I hear they're going to have you massage know, chairs there. You know, I, I hear they have really nice porta potties with lights at mints. nighttime, men's cologne, mints. Are we going to do you a know, live recording from there? Like we should do a Facebook live. Like, you know, we should I, do like I, a little from, thing. Okay, okay, okay. Time out, time out. I, that time sounds out. great, but every time we talk about getting together to do a podcast, Steve Flakes. Oh, It's eventually got to happen. Man. Is it Steve Flake O'Connor? <laughs> Steve Flake Steve O'Connor. Steve Flake O'Connor. Out of fun flight. Steve says, oh, I have to move, you know, or... Something like that's supposed to be important, like moving or something. I don't know. Or I broke my ankle. Like, yeah, come on. You got about five seconds. <laughs> I got about five seconds. That's right. Uh, 
Oh, that's it. But that, yes, we that's should do Gigi's that. That'd Playhouse, be a, right? That'd be a lot of fun. Yes, yes. All proceeds go to to uh, benefit Gigi's Playhouse. Uh, it's the uh, home for down, uh, children with Down syndrome, and they have a ton of a ton to offer. So, uh, last year, um, I forget the exact figure, but there was six thousands of dollars. Yeah, I was going to say it was over five. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was close to six thousand. Um, I was in the thousands. So it's easier for me to say that way. Uh, and and just phenomenal. And I think uh, Mike Weatherly was actually the big winner in terms high of donor. the donations. You know, the high the highest donor. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, incredible. So, hats off to Mike and everybody else that donated. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to to this year and and having everybody attend. Man, it's yeah. just the more the better. And and uh, this year we've got a flight school with uh, Nick Maxwell and Chris Diamante. Oh, do you? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and if anyone has questions on that, uh, so we've got, uh, you just email Nick at uh, www.nickbaxwellproducts.com and uh, Nick would be happy to answer any of those questions and um, about how to sign up or what the class entails, or if there's something that you want to work on, uh, please reach out to Nick. Nick will be more than happy to uh, get you set up and, and uh, in the area that you are looking, whether it's set up, whether it's a new maneuver. <clears throat> or uh, just progression he's willing to help so and, that's uh, only half the fun flies coming up too and then we've got hanover oh there's so many hanover there's so many we'll go over the next we'll hanover. record again at that event yeah. we're recording a damn thing in about five seconds in the toilet yes we but, will have to <laughs> um no we'll definitely go over it i wanted to i, I think we all kind of wanted to go over especially after Urcha, talk about Urcha. i know greg got to go but like looking at these fun flies, let's focus on the fact that these are going to get support from vendors. Uh, I know mm -hmm. Hell Extravaganza just has a boatload of stuff from all the different vendors. I know a lot of vendors are going to show up at Hell Extravaganza and because I've been involved, so I've gotten to see a bunch of the things. And it should be just a fantastic time. It's To me, it's absolutely the most beautiful field I've ever seen. No offense to everybody else's field. It's it's everything everybody says it is. So uh, I'm I'm super excited to go to that. But supporting for the vendors and think about who makes these things possible and who has these awesome prizes and um, just supporting the hobby and just the heli community, how cool it is that people are taking the time out of their schedule to put these things on. And, um, you know, we, I don't think we give enough thing like Urcha just happened. And regardless of anything that may have gone on there, I mean, you still got to give it up for the people that made Urcha happen in the first place. That's a huge event with a ton of stuff going on. And everybody deserves a ton of thanks for doing all these kind of things. So yeah. keep you're that in mind next time you show up, maybe even offer to help. And you're the unsung hero because very few walk up and tell you how great a job you're doing. They always tend to point out the thing you could have done better. Yep. So, positive. That's a fact. There's nothing wrong with positive suggestions and right. what can we do better because we like that. Um, but you know, piss moaning is different, but Amen. positive mm -hmm. suggestions encourage. That's right. <laughs> I think any, anytime we can encourage that is, is, you know, is a positive, right. You know, right. Uh, we, we live in a world today where, and yes, I'm going there. People, we live, we live in a, we live in a world today where, you know, people just fly off the handle and look for something and, to bitch about. Yeah, there's just and it and and most of the time it makes zero sense. And I, I just I feel like our world's gone mad. I know you guys have heard me say that before. Um get over it. 
get over it, get over it and get back to enjoying life because man, it goes by quick, you know? So, uh, you know, and, and there's some things that, you know, well, we can't get over it. Like, you know, for, for Urcher, for instance, well, be constructive with it then, you know? Um, yeah. I know in the past I have enjoyed many, many great, great events at Urcha. I mean, just had an absolute blast and, I would love to see that happen again. I would love to see Urcha come back and be a positive experience for people again. You well, know? I can and, tell you. And, yeah. I just got back from there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So, How was it, Greg? <laughs> it was a positive experience. It was a blast. That's good. I had a hell of a time. It was fun as hell. And maybe I'm unique in that that evening that they held the board meeting and the drama with the big D went off. Okay, that to me was a group of people trying to solve a problem. Different ways of doing it. They went after it. You can argue good, wrong, or right, or indifferent. But to me, I jokingly told someone, I before the meeting, I charged my helicopter batteries. I spooled up and I flew with my friends. And after the meeting, I charged my helicopter batteries, spooled up and flew with my friends. I had a blast. I got a chance to get a picture of Kenny Coe. You know, met him and got a picture at the world champ, you know. What's he watch? What's he like to watch fly? I mean, I've gotten to see Stacy and Maxwell and, you know, Jamie and so Kyle. And being able to watch Kenny Coe and Jamie Robertson and Nick Maxwell and uh, you name it, um, Rasmus, you know, you look at these guys that came from around the world or across the country and competed in worlds, and every flight you were just like, Wow. But Kenny Ko was, yeah, he was a different level. Different style, huh? It's just a different a whole level. different game. You know, I mean, it's like watching Michael Jordan. He just, you know, it's just amazing <laughs> to watch those guys move, you know, watch them fly, the things they can do, and they make it look effortless. So it, it was a treat to be there, had a blast. Um, uh, as dumb as it sounds, I love meeting people from around the world that travel in for this thing. You talk to people from around this planet that are all here enjoying these helicopters, and you know, and it's fun talking to people in a language where you're both trying to communicate. But the one thing you do have a good communication on is flying helicopters is a blast. So it's fun sharing this with people from around the world. Everybody awesome. knows what Maximum Collective is. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Not, huh? not not funny. What? I'll try I'll try harder next time. <laughs> there you go. All no. the way up on the stick, buddy. Left all stick the all the way up. Maximum yeah. wait. Full yeah, pitch. Yeah. I'm so confused. You know, I <laughs> talked to a bunch of people from one of this country to the other. Uh, a lot of people from the Midwest. And regardless of the fact that you whatever you can read on the stuff and the pictures, they show it all. Like everybody had a fantastic time. 97% of everybody I talked to really didn't have anything negative to say. They all didn't give a shit and they flew and had a good time, which it, I mean, let's face it. That's on. why it's called a jamboree. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I did and you something. got yelled at, didn't you? What was that dude? The dude that he didn't like the other dude, you know, what was that? B control was in one, one camper. And, uh, who, who, how did that go? So I think that, um, we got to post that with us. Oh, we got to put the link out for that. So yes. I think uh, Futaba was in one do one window of the camper, and V Control was in the other window of the camper. 
know. <laughs> but we'll try to make this as you know family friendly as possible. So, so if you don't, if you want a family friendly, don't watch this video. <laughs> it isn't that bad. But it's not. The fun thing was is even when it rained, you still hung out with people and had a chance to visit and uh, tell stories and laugh and joke. I saw build and, videos, build photos, people sitting there when it was raining. Everybody was building a helicopter. Build helicopters. It, like I said, there wasn't a single point of that fun fly that wasn't fun. You know, had a lot of fun. And I did the AMA uh, museum. I'd never done that. Really? I'd never been in that museum. I tell you what, if you go to Urcha, you go to AMA, you have to hit that museum. I think amazing. I've gone there every time I've been there, and I have been there not at Urcha, just I mean XFC when that used to exist. But I think I've always hit the museum because it's it's worth even thirty minutes is pretty much blowing through it. I mean, yeah. I love looking at the stuff and and thinking of the history and where our hobbies come from and where our hobbies going. Yeah, that's pretty. Neat. And what happens when the helicopter hits eighty eight miles an hour? <laughs> so give us a speed report. How did that go? Because you went over 88 miles an hour, didn't you? So we had a lot of fun. So this year I uh, volunteered or got volunteered to run the Speed Cup. And um, Blanton won it. He came in first. And he is from nice. Puerto Rico. Which is awesome. I love his pictures, man. So if, if oh. he listens to this at all, I love the photos he posts. It makes me so jealous. I'm like, look at that beautiful weather. Yeah. So he helped me out a lot with my comment. My comment has a lot of problems with porpoising, so we figure out we solve that. We've got to um, get some nose weight in it, and that will make it better. But uh, I had some pretty exciting moments in that where I had a porpoising pretty bad that it basically almost touched the ground, and it scared everybody. It scared them more than me, and then I about passed out from fainting because they got close. Uh -huh. um, it looked like a sine wave, huh? Oh, man, it's coming across the field. It started porpoising a little bit. I said, well, let's just let it ride it out. And um, boy, it got worse and worse. And it finally took a big dip, and I had to pull back and save it. And they said that when you got it straightened out, I was inches off the grass. So that was exciting. Wow. <laughs> but after Speed Cup was over, I pulled out my Diablo Speed and was doing some test passes with it. And coming across the field, I had the elevator servo fail. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a speed helicopter hitting the ground at full speed is kind of an exciting moment. Oh, did it, wow. did it go in? Oh, yeah. It went in and littered the grass with pieces. But the that, the elevator servo just done. Came I don't undone. Mean to be rude, she did a nose down at full speed. Did you speed. care to share that? Was What's there a that? video of this? No, it, no. And I always feel it. bad when there's no video. Because if I'm going to annihilate a helicopter, yeah. I want people to remember Oh, that was Steve. He was a dude. He piled <laughs> well, that thing in, man. There was littered for 500 feet. You I, will. It will I be reborn. It. it will be reborn. Um, Jeff West from West Coast Hobbies, I gave it to him. He promised that he would bring her back, nurse her back to health, get her back together, and do a flight and a rebuild video on it. So I said, all right, nice. go do something with it. So I gave him the airframe, and he's going to... Uh, Put her back together and get her going. But so Speed Cup was a was a lot of fun. We had uh, seven pilots, I think it was, that came and competed, and we figured out what we wanted to do. We worked as a group, set up the event, and ran it, and had a good old time. So that was awesome. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. How, how um, many pilots do you think showed up to Urcha? Do you do you know if there was a count? So the official um, count was, was count three, 
367, right, Steve? 367. 367 okay. or 356. Something like that. Something in that yeah. range. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm a little a down, little... little down from last year, I'm guessing. I think, yeah. I think I'm just sorry. a little bit. You gotcha. Know? Gotcha. I'm um, I'm curious. Did you did you get to see Nats at all? Because I mean, Nats were Nats, and then the Worlds were in Muncie this year, and I don't know that we have anybody that got to see that, or if you were there early enough, because you're normally there for the week. If I got there on Sunday, and I don't know when the world started. World the world's going on. It was. I think they started Monday. Okay, so you got to watch some of that. Yep, we definitely went and watched. We watched off and on Worlds. It's kind of cool to, like I said, to watch those guys. It was amazing to watch the flight to music and all the stuff they did. It was pretty fantastic, you know. So it was good stuff. Like and said, then Nats, oh. Nats went on. Did you watch any of that? Nats I'm was the week prior. About... I missed. Oh, all the gotcha. Nats. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I was thinking about trying that. I've, I've never done anything like that. Uh, I've got a Yurikai. I've really been wanting to. Now that I'm on the East Coast, I know it's a little more prevalent out here. So I would like to get my feet in and, and uh, get back to more of a precision style. Cause God knows I can't really 3d fly. See, I would love to compete in that as well. The problem is there's nothing on the West coast where we live. There's no events. You'd have to go back East to, to compete. And I, hmm. I almost wish some of these fun flies out here that we could get together. Any of those events we've listed already and maybe put together a little circuit where we all have a little bit of time where we run a pattern or we do a small F3C type thing to get a little start to start kin, you know, rekindling that interest in that type of flying, you know. Terry Terry Robinette brought up something at Utah, um, and it was a uh, precision aerobatics. We didn't I don't know what we called it at Utah. Did you compete in that one the first yep, year? I competed in that. So I got to judge you, and I want to say it was Jamie Robertson I was peered up with. Yep. And he was hilarious because neither one of us were taking it serious. I mean, we were taking it serious, but not as serious as the other judges. And it was all about having fun and, and what can we do to improve people. Um, I thought that was excellent. And then we did it again in Colorado. Um, you guys may have seen the picture of me and a mullet and some uh, <laughs> very short shorts cutoffs. Yeah. And uh, that was a great time. So that's the only time I've competed in something like that. But it was interesting to prep. I couldn't do a backwards inverted counterclockwise hurricane, I think. I don't think I could do it worth a darn. Like it was fugly as could be. And uh, it's that kind of stuff that got me flying. I'm a better pilot today because of basic piloting. Like right. even if you tell somebody, hey, give me 10 flips. And stay on axis. Like, I don't want to see you go up or down. I don't want to see you move front or back. I don't want to see you move side to side. I want to see one flip after another in a very uniform way. And you'll blow people's mind. Like, I could do that. And the next third one in, man, they're 15 feet from where they started. Oh, we, we do that at the flying field. One of the drills that we do is we'll do a piro. Where we'll literally start piroing and just uh -huh. fly a straight line down the field. Piro. Keep piroing stop the helicopter and come back down the field just going left to right in a straight line at the proper at a, a consistent elevation and a consistent pyro just give it half That's right really... rudder and you'll and people it is hard and people do not stop and think about how difficult that is you know it until is, but you... it's really good it's really good orientation practice too yeah phenomenal That's, 
Yeah, that's kind of what I used to do. I used to envision two cones on the simulator, and then I would I would pirouette to one and stop it while it's still maintaining a pirouette, and then go back to to the other cone to my right hand side, and then stop the you know stop the momentum, but keep the pirouette consistent. And then after that, I would slowly start working into doing circles, you know, with the, with yeah. the pirouette, you know, and then you just rotate the tail the opposite direction and do it all over again. It's 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 incredible how much it it helps you progress in even the most basic right. flight, you know, figure eights and, you know, things of that, 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 uh, that nature. So I was going to reach out to the other fun flies on this West coast and say, look, is there any way or any one of us that can sit down and find a way to put together a little circuit or something like that? You know, I mean, I'd like to see some sort of a little F3C type competition out here. I don't know if there's any interest for it. If people want to do that. And if we what if did, you even where would you publish the schedule? And then said, hey, who would want to enter in this? Even if it was a basic, like Nick's going to be out there to do it. Maybe he wouldn't mind doing a, well, I'm not for, I don't know if he's not coming to, I don't know if he's going to be at yours, Gregor, Greg, but I know he's going to be mm -hmm. at Gregor's and maybe he would want to, like in his new time demo, maybe he could do the run for the basic thing and show people what it is. Yeah. I mean, he, he's yeah, always, he's really always cool. shows up, he always is a staple at the rodeo. So I'm sure he'll be there as well. And we talked about the rodeo. I mean, we've got a full length runway. We thought about we have room at the unused part of the runway to set up a flight station dedicated to doing a competition. It wouldn't shut down the rodeo. But then the problem is, is who would you judge it and what are you going to do and who's going to show up to fly on it? So it's something we're playing around with the idea during the rodeo to see if it's something we want to try and pull off. Because that's the other thing. You know, we try and go to a fun fly and we want to fly and have fun too. And putting on an event, as you mentioned earlier... There's a lot to that. It takes a lot of effort, gathering judges up, getting people to take time out of their day to go do the judging for that. Um, so it, I don't know. It's something I thought would be interesting. May we try it. Gregor, uh, can I use your helicopter to enter into that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so How you know, about we, it? We talked about um, this is our hobby and we are the pilots of this hobby. I mean, it's, we're the, we're, we are the hobby, you know, and a lot of these fun flies, um, are there to encourage and grow the hobby. And a lot of people from our field are super excited about going to Urcha next year. So they want to go to Urcha. And one of the things we've always talked about is, so what is it going to take to bring Urcha back to those days? And can you, is the market changed? Will there ever be a day where there's 1,300 people at Urcha? Or is 600, 700 people more realistic? And what's it take to get there? What's your take? Gregor, what's the last one you've been to at Urcha? Were you at, was it 12 or 13 where they had like 1,400 pilots? Oh, gosh. The last Urcha I attended, I, uh, I was definitely at 13. Um that may have been the last one. Um, and man, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I've heard a lot of people say lately that, you know, they think 500 is a good number. Um, but man, I tell you, you know, back in 2013, there were so many things happening at every single booth uh, there was, you had to wait, like you you almost needed stop 30 minutes. It was know, 30 you, minutes deep minimum during the day to get on a flight line. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if it you weren't crazy. ready to go, people were jumping in front of you. And I, yeah, and, and you had, you had like, you almost need to stop lights to get from where the booths were to the, uh, to the flight, to the flight line where all the tents were, were put up, you know, your, your pilot tents and stuff. And, uh, but I got to tell you that for me was so impressive that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing that much going on in, in our hobby. I, I, I loved it. And it was, that was just such a wow factor and, and just seeing the amount of people. And, you know, we did a video, uh, we me being, uh, when I was with a main and, um, it was called what is urcha and uh not that i want to well i'll be nice it's a good video so, yeah oh it's a, a, an amazing video it was all put together by derek three and uh just a tal talented individual and uh man the it's, we're, we're recording on the top of a of the a main rv and it's just impress it's it's speechless i'm speechless with just how impressive that event used to be and that to me would be amazing to see come together again uh, but again, I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, 500 was the magic number. It had a much more wholesome feeling, you know, but but see, that's that's what I would expect out of uh, out of the 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 heli rodeo, the, uh, you know, Central Valley Heli Fest, you know, uh, helis over California, the extravaganza. Well, extravaganza to me is is uh, is another event that could, that's kind of like take your breath away type of thing. It's It's a different kind of event, you know. Um, and so for me, I would love to see Urcha be that Lollapalooza, if you will, you know, or the Woodstock, if you will, where it's just huge and impressive because, you know, we saw so many things get unveiled at Urcha and, you know, I 100% and it, this is playing devil's advocate here. I 100% agree with some of the, uh, some of the companies that support our hobby, um, you know, that uh, I'm not going to bring up any names, but, uh, you know, because this isn't to be controversial, but I, I, I understand why some of these companies, uh, uh, including one that attended that, that um, I don't know will attend next year, you know, be, based on some things that occurred this year at the event. Um, but, you know, they want to put their focus into the smaller fun flies, right? They want to put the focus into the smaller fun flies. And I, I completely understand why they want to do that. They're upset as, as many of us are with the mismanagement, you know, um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that, but you know, I get it. But at the same time, man, what a cool place. AMA headquarters, bring your newest, latest, greatest products that you have to share and let's unveil them to everybody. And let's watch the best of the best from around the world, throw it down. You know, that, that I think is, is something that needs to happen, whether it's at Urcha, you know, um, whether it's at, you know, the Heli Rodeo, the Central Valley Heli Fest, the Heli Extravaganza, whether, wherever it is, I, that needs, that needs to happen. And I think, um, I think that Urcha is a, is the perfect platform. Uh, AMA is the perfect platform rather, um, you know, for that to happen. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that, uh, I think there's, there's, I'll tell you what, you know, Augusto and, and what, what occurred at the event. Um, I think that took a lot of tenacity. I think it took a lot of cojones. Um, 
to do that. And uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm proud of him for, for, for do, you know, for handling things in, in such a professional and business manner. We can get more into that, but, um, but he's, he's, he's definitely taken a bite of a huge animal and it's going to take a long time for him to finish that. In my opinion, um, I hope that I get proved wrong, but I think, there's going to be a lot of trust that needs to be uh, brought back. And, 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 and with that said, and I'm sorry, I'm just going off the going off here, but um, I think, uh, I think not only uh, is Augie working really hard, but I think it's also up to um, up to all of us uh, to, um, to pay attention to what's happening. Um, I think it's important for Urcha to, uh, be a transparent be as, as transparent as possible uh moving forward and to to gain that trust and allow um people to you know to 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 be involved and uh again just be transparent and and try to build that back because i think that you know the the urcha name is a staple and man you know, I, I would love to see that event come back and see all of the vendors gain their trust back and and have Urcha do what they say and say what they do. You know, well, well but Greg, you made a good point. You said, um, how do you know? It, how do we do it? It's going to take work from all of us, and it's going to take work from us as as uh, members of the community. But first step first, you've got to be a part of Urcha. I mean, I think one way you support Urcha is join. Right. If you didn't go to you Urcha can this join year, join right now for twenty-five bucks, and we'll put a link out there. Yeah, if you didn't go to Urcha this year, there's going to be opportunities for uh, election of board members. There's going to be people that are probably would like to participate and support and help and be a part of Urcha to help help you know actively support it. And then there's going to be people that passively support, and you can passively support by um, paying your dues. And when it comes time to vote. Cast your vote. Be Cast the, your vote. be part of the solution, right? And yep. And and I, I think you know we had a little off off air topic. I think that uh, I I would like to see um, if my vote helped. I you know uh, I believe Steve brought that up. I would like to see I, w- I would like to see some sort an of actual like, voting system actual that you could see the results. System. Absolutely, I would I would love to see that I, again. Transparency, people. I I think it's I think I think it's super important and. And, and again, you know, um, Augie bit a lot. I mean, the, a lot of the people there's, there's more going behind the scenes than we going on, uh, behind the scenes than we know Absolutely. about. I guarantee, I guarantee it. And, and, and maybe people that are possibly, you know, um, you know, yeah, we won't get into that, well, but I, I, I feel. <laughs> okay. So how do you grow Orcha? So thinking out loud, um, the comment was you're a vendor you're going to shut your shop down for, say, a week and a half. You're going to load products up in a truck, and I ship myself a couple helicopters and batteries there. It was expensive for me. I couldn't imagine, like... They're uh, not going to show up for 300 pilots. They're right. Not. Well, yeah, you're... They're going to lose money. They're yeah, going to lose money. Yeah, you're BK well, Hobbies. are all sponsored pilots or, or team members. They're on some kind of team nine times out of ten anyway. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're really just doing but, it to that and... A rental truck, right? Brian, Cattle USA, five thousand plus dollars for a rental truck over the course of that. That's just a rental truck. That's not yeah. a hotel. That's not getting people there. That's not getting people to man the phones. 
that's not paying, or, that's or, not paying for their spotted urcha. That's not right. paying for the spot. God only so, knows how much that really costs. So to the well, point, then, you are of business, and let's be honest, the Mikados, the BK Hobbies, uh, Heli Directs, these are small businesses. They're not 100 people. These are five or ten people or five guys or four guys. Two or, or three. Or two or three. Or two. So loading up and going to Urcha means you are shutting down your business for yep. a period of time. Um, you're, to you're, blow a bunch of money. Yeah. So how do they recoup that? Where's their investment? If you look at the world as a, I'm going to invest money in something and expect a return on investment, um, what is that value for them? And I think that's going to be the challenge is creating value for the vendors. Now, me personally, I wrote my hundred bucks. I paid for a plane ticket. I, I split an RV share with my buddies. We hung out for a week in a cornfield in Indiana and had an had absolute blast. blast. It was Absolutely. phenomenal. My, my, see, inter- that, that's, that's not business. Right. right? My entertainment yeah. value was there. Me personally, but mm-hmm. as a business, I'm going to spend all this money, show up, and let's be honest, we laughed, or not laughed, we commented or observed that people that hit Urcha these days, we're like a core of the hobby. We're the diehards. We're the people that fly all the time. We're active pilots. We're going to go back to Urcha. We know who HeliDirect is. We know BK Hobbies. We know Mikado. We know Expert. We know Miniature Aircraft. We know all those guys exist. They're not really gaining any value of advertising to me. So, mm-hmm. to me, how do you create value for them? So, if they're going to well, spend this money, they get a return on that investment. That's going to be the challenge. You, you, you know, there's been this thing that I've watched happen. Um, it used to be, and and, and again, I, I sound like a broken record here, but I've, t- I've talked about this a lot. And there used to be this thing where they, there was these these this small group of sponsored pilots for each manufacturer, right? And and then we started seeing, you know, large larger companies uh, like HeliDirect and A Main Hobbies and uh, and then and BK Hobbies as it as it manifested, and and it, and it turned into this. Uh, well, hey, let's let's have teams to try to promote our businesses, you know. And I think a lot of that made sense. Um, but then as we start we start. <clears throat> You know, we start sponsoring, you know, getting as many pilots on these teams as possible. Um, that That is almost like cornering business, right? So if we get you on the team and you on the team, and me on the team, and this on the team, you know, for this this hobby, that's going to drive business, you know, for, for that group, you know. And then Heli Direct, they've got this big group and that's going to drive business. And I almost see now, I don't know for sure. I'm not an expert in this, um, although I've I've got a lot of experience. Um, you know, I know with Team A Main, our goal is to have a small nu- nucleus, right, of of main guys, and then have some representatives out there that flew, you know, some of the ProTech products and the EcoPower products. But it was a a small amount of people, a few over here and a few over here and a few over there. It wasn't to sponsor everybody, and what it was is to to educate people about used to really us. mean something yeah it, it was to educate it did it, it was to it used to educate people about us and i'm going somewhere with this i promise you so it was to educate people about the hobby it was about to sh- it, it was about sharing the fun was the motto right yep. and so and so we did that and our flight team was kind of like the harlem globetrotters right we get together so we get some of these great pilots 
And uh, it wasn't even just about their great pilots. It was about what they brought to the table too. And, and, and I'll tell you what, you know, whether it was Wesley Griffith, Chris Seidel, uh, uh, Frank Columbia, you know, Tim Jones, Devin LeBlanc, myself and, and, and Andrew Merlino and Leon Luke, man, we used to go and then we could all throw down together and put these little dynamic little things going on. I mean, there was a time that Urcha came to us and said, Hey, you guys are becoming the center stage way down here. Can you do us a favor and kind of spread out from time to time and then take your group down the flight line so everybody's not just congregating in one area because you guys are taken away from center stage? And that to me was like, I get it. Yes, sir. But at the same time, that hit me really hard because people loved that little thing. So now I understand this is nothing against Amin Hunt. Not Well, Amin's kind of like... They've kind of dwindled down with the market, you know, and I think some people could say, where did Amen go? Other people could say, hey, Amen made a smart decision and they've they've kind of shrank with the market. They're not investing as much because there's not as much to invest in as a return, right? You're not getting as much of a return. But then we see other companies like HeliDirect or BK Hobbies, who I'm part of, and you're seeing them, you know, gain a big group of people and they're and in my opinion and like i said i'm no expert but they're cornering a, a, a bit of a market okay now with that said between bk between uh heli direct and the in these other companies that are gathering these these big groups of people every time we go to an event now we're not promoting to an audience we are all on a team now it seems like ever that there's more people on a team showing up to events than there are people that are wearing civilian regular clothes without a jersey on. And I think to myself, how is that going to benefit a lot of people going to Urcha that are, um, I mean, and, and let's just face it, the, the uh, many of it has, there, there's a lot of people that have, I think there's a lot of factors. When Urcha was at its pinnacle, I feel like, like, look, we went from a lines little T Rex 450, whether it was the S, the XL, the SE, and SCB2, Bob videos. and the Finless Bob videos. We were kind of in this, oh my gosh, you can get a small helicopter that actually doesn't shake and wobble all over the place and fly it. And I think that that went, the people went nuts. It's kind of like you go to an RC car competition. There's a lot of people that show up consistently and it's been like that yesterday and it's like that today, right? But now the the honeymoon is over per se, right? And people are like, man, but at the same time, at the same time, if we were able to gain interest in people then, why can't we do it now? Um, but again, like in terms of Urcha, we're talking about Urcha here. I, I, I wonder, you know, is is having all of these pilots you know that, that are out here instead of creating you know small teams and and having them go and and you know i know people love being part of a team now let me tell you our customer base was part of our team just because they didn't have a shirt but i'll tell you what they supported us they supported a main hobbies i mean us in the past right, right. i'm not affiliated with them and uh and 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 I don't want to make that very clear. And I, I mean, no disrespect, but I'm being very blunt about it. I have no affiliation with them, but we had a great run and we had, we wanted people that weren't sponsored. We wanted everybody just to hang out with us and get to know us and, and have fun with us. Cause it wasn't about 
our sponsorship it was about having fun you know and that's the bottom line and well and uh i just i don't know i just don't see urcha benefiting these smaller companies when you have how do you get excited how do you if the if the if the main core if the main core of the pilots showing up to these events are sponsored how are you going to promote something you know what i mean if if Right. I, I I don't know. It's so, hard to explain. Danny Juarez and I were standing here at some of the power hours, looking out in the crowd, and I think it's a, a one of the comments he made was, "Wow, there's hardly anybody here." Yeah. Power hours lost a lot of mystique because, to your point, I think a lot of people were sponsoring got all these big teams. So well, there used to be two power hours, three power hours. There didn't used to be an all day of power hours. It was an all day. You get this. Scorpion got this section. Right. You know, Castle got this section. A main. Uh, it was an hour, uh, an hour and a half, and you got heli 15 pros. minutes. Yeah. Heli pros. Getting... Yeah. It but, was. It, okay. So, how do you get people excited about watching power? I think it comes down to back to this grassroots effort. We. So, this year, there are three or four people in our club that want to make urchin next year that have never gone mm -hmm. that we are excited about trying to put together a group trip. So we're talking, how do we get all of us there? I mean, we're talking, do we rent like five buses and we all head across country? I'm over exaggerating, but we've got four guys that have never gone that I think that if we continue to have a good time at our club, show them a great time and yeah, Brian and, Mike Waldron, and you guys want to say your name. You guys, we want you to urchin next year. We want you to have such a good time that you can't afford not to. Kramer, get you out to urchin next year. If we can get these new people that are getting into the hobby and flying with us at our fields, and we can talk urchin up, get them excited about urchin, show them how much fun it really is, and you start bringing new people there, now... Expert putting servos there on the table, miniature aircraft showing their stuff. There will be a chance for these people to see all these products out there on display, all these different helicopters out there, get exposed to all these different opportunities, all these things. And they get a chance to go to center stage and watch all these people fly that they talk to online, they see online, and they hear about. You know, I think that's how you grow it. I think we've got to get new people, new blood to show up at Urcha. And how do we do that? Mm -hmm. We got to bring them. Yeah. I think we had less pros years ago, and now we've got everybody is a pro, if you will. So, right. personally, I think Urcha should be 450 to 650 people. Anything more than that is too much. But that's my personal opinion. From a vendor standpoint, from all the things that Gregor said, there's a different standpoint on that. But at 650 people, I can still walk around and talk to people. I only have to wait a little while to hit the the fly to go to fly at a station. There's not so many. You're not four or five people deep, which I've been to the 11. I've been going since seven through 14, and I actually left early in 14. It was just overwhelming. There were so many people. It was no fun to me. So while wow. I get the bigger ones, um, it just wasn't my scene. It was it was crazy. I the person I went there with, I didn't even talk to it was it was absolutely crazy yeah um, I, had, I had people calling me going man i didn't get to connect with you i right. was so busy but blah 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 and it was it was absolutely insane now 
now I will say it's good for business. I mean, I remember the Heli Direct tent, man. Oh, is it? they were just uh, the the it was just wiped. I mean, they had uh, our expert. Sorry, uh, my apologies. Uh, expert RC, unbelievable. And you, they would just go through products and all these vendors and people that were there sold out on this, sold out on that. And it was good for business back then. And and now I just don't think it's good for business right now. Well, and it's like, how do we get? get it good for business how do we make it worth it if everybody's a rep and getting a discount how do you do that so let's let's examine exactly that i knew it it was going to be a kick-ass fun fly when experience rc rolled up in the rig man you knew it was going to be a kick-ass and i know you were on a different team at that time but when oh no it was incredible it was incredible it was an awesome like we have a rig showing up with a hobby shop or only fine helis they had yeah. an entire trailer. They were all yeah. set up. And where are they now? So here's people that supported the hobby. Yeah. What did we do to support them? What did we do to make them not keep them around? Yeah. It, was it the 10% from being on this team? Was it the 15 from? I don't mind. I don't know. Yeah. Before, I was very, very frugal. And I'm still frugal, but I, I understand that I have to pay money and that these places need, you know, you're, you're having this. But if everybody's a pro and everybody's at center stage, So I'm from St. Louis originally, and I'm going to say this, and everybody's going to hate me for it. The Whirly Birds did a power hour. I I don't know of any people on the Whirly Birds that are power hour worthy. I'm I'm just going to say it. I love them all to death. They're all great people. But should Joe nobody, and sorry if your name's Joe there, but should nobody be up at center stage doing stuff? I mean, maybe that was cool for them and everything else, but... Oh, I'm sure it they had something. A blast, it used to be awesome. exciting, man. George's used to come up there. I don't know if he was ever on the thing, uh, <clears throat> like he ever announced it. But we had cool announcers. Um, who was the guy from the UK? I'm totally blanket on his name. Really, uh, oh, he does global Everybody's 3D. Gonna, who was it? And he's the guy that does global 3D. Yeah, oh, I don't think so. Very oh. distinctive voice. Oh yeah, but Leroy did. And great he was job awesome. Or Leroy Big D, he'd be up on the mic. You know, you had power hour used to be exactly that power hour and they got five or 10 minutes. You put one or two pilots out there. If I recall, I don't recall having an entire hour and then heli direct gets this and then experience RC gets this and a main gets this. That's, that's too much. Nobody wants to spend all day long and people started doing, Oh, we're going to give away during giveaway during our power hour Mikado giveaway V bars. I don't know. BK Hobbies might give away something else, and and it's too much. Everybody's nope. sponsored. Everybody's going. How do you experience RC is no longer here? And I used to buy a lot of stuff from them, even when I was on Heli Direct. Um, mm-hmm. Only find Helis. Here's another one that supported the hobby, like out of Heli Extravaganza. I know we're going to be missing them because they're not going to be there. Experience RC was another one that was yeah. out of Heli Extravaganza, and uh, you know how do you do those events? Um, when we had a main show up for mile high heli showdown, like that was awesome. We had 45 people and it really, really was when those guys went and flew and they did a demo and they spent about a half hour and it was, it was the highlight of the day. If Mm -hmm. everybody's a pro and everybody's doing it, how do you re-energize people? Yeah, exactly. And everybody's Gregor McGrath. Oh, please. I am the furthest thing from pro. I can fly. How do you do that? But I, I'm not great. <laughs> You're totally but, in. You are very you know, enjoyable to watch fly. And honestly, I didn't really get to watch Greg fly very much until Ed Urcha. And I got to watch him fly. He's totally enjoyable to watch fly. 
Yeah. I don't know yeah. about Kenny yeah. Coe, but like the videos I see, this whole bouncing stuff around for one, I'm, I know I sound very old, but I am in the 50s club, so tough. And uh, old man 3D, I, I got your beat here, Bert, because I, I, I ain't got you nothing on you. have older man 3D? I got, I got, I got way old man 3D. Like, hey, look, watch this tail slide. Um, <laughs> oh, I can do a stall turn. Um, you know, I, I've been, I've been bringing this up for quite some time. I know Danny Juarez and I had a conversation um, about the Hobby Wing team a few years back, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I've been a little, I've been a little hard headed, you know, since I came back into the hobby. Uh, bless Ron Chorus and Bert Cammer. Um, they they reached out to me at a, at a really low time and were like, dude, you know we, we you know we you know want you back. They were just kind. They were they were just kind. Reached out to me and um, got me back into it. But I've been very like, okay, well I want to enjoy it and I, I'm not going to get wrapped up into something. That I'm going to get my feelings hurt, right? And and I, and I'm like, and I don't want to I don't want to over I don't want to overcommit and under deliver because I have a very busy lifestyle and stuff like that. And I feel like, um, but you know, I feel like these, you know, Danny, when, when Danny and I had some of these conversations, like, man, what do I do? You know? And I says, you know what? I said, nothing against anybody, reduce it and find the people that are, that are, that are, I said, if you, you'll know, find the people, right? Find the people that are helping people, find the people that are learning about, you know, what, you know, the, 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 the ESC, uh, find the people that are good with people, even if they're not as good on the technical side. And I, you know, and, and I said, build this little nucleus, you know, and, and, um, and, and he obviously ran with it and did his thing, you know, and, um, and, and I think I, I it's just so important. I, I understand. And this is the problem from heli direct standpoint or, and I say heli direct because they are, they, to me have become, I mean, a main hobbies as a hobby store at a whole is just, I mean, come on, the, the new facility that they're building in, in Northern California, the, the life touch building, it was the Mecca. It was a huge, huge warehouse and they bought it and they're building a huge building next to it that's probably bigger i don't know i don't know the facts but my lord i mean and they have their east coast facility as well so so what i'm trying to say is um you know in terms of the teams that are really stand out to me you know heli direct bk hobbies you know those are just the first two that pop up onto my head um and and i love heli direct um i love bk hobbies i love anybody that's putting you know that's dedicating to the hobby um but when I, I it makes perfect sense for them to corner groups of people that are going to shop with them because that's guaranteed right and of course whether or not we're on a team or not um i'm a i'm with bk hobbies but there's things i i can't find at bk hobbies so i'm going to run and grab it at a main down the street you know what i mean it's like not it's 20 minutes from me you know and you know, and there might be something at Heli Direct that that BK doesn't carry, and I'm going to purchase from them too. You know what I mean? So it makes sense to. That's the only understanding I have is that okay. I think they're cornering different parts, and it makes sense for that. But when we're when we're, I'm sorry, folks. You know, I, let me go if you want. I hope not. But you know, the amount of people that are being sponsored now it's diluting 
the you know man going to the show and watching these true pros it was is it's just it's non-existent anymore it's just not there you know um i don't know i don't chime in on this sleepy steve what do you think <laughs> it's like i think the last kick-ass arch i went to was 2016 and to be honest with you it was sunday when most of the people were already gone and um i believe jesse Cavros and kyle Dahl drove out there together and they were just out there having fun they were just flying same thing when i've seen kyle stacy like throw down at xfc after xfc um watching those guys when there's not a crowd enjoying the hobby that for me to see that they're real people and they enjoy the hobby they don't just have to go put the show on some of the best flying i've ever seen um so yeah i don't i don't know uh everybody's got a thing and everybody's tied into something and but you got to support it, you know, and there's a lot of helicopter brands. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, it's not officially been announced, but I'm pretty sure that steam helicopters, for example, is coming into the States. And I think they made their showing their first showing out there at Urcha. And that's the thing you want to see. Like, so here you got a startup, right? The guy's shelled out whatever amount of money to do this. He shelled out whatever amount of money to show up. And here's this exciting, hel- whether you like the helicopter or not, I, I've always loved the logos. So when it comes to a composite style frame and the different colors, I've seen some logos done up with some stickers or uh, some uh, like uh, monocote where they've done different designs and stuff and they right. don't fly canopy. They fly the colors. Uh, Mike, no, Steve Smith. How can I get that name wrong? Um, he did it. That's the first person I saw that really did a kick-ass job. And... Uh, so the steam helicopters really, I mean, you're talking $400 to get into a 600. So we were talking about, and I, I had a conversation with the person bringing this in and he was like, I'm like, how do you get somebody energized on this? And we go on and on and on. And no, I'm not the biggest V control fan. It's a great product, but it's expensive. And so here you got a $400, 600 size helicopter. Now, I guess you need electronics and stuff like that to go with it. That's a phenomenal, I don't even know if I can announce that. Hopefully he's got the side up by the time I get mouthing off to the stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, so I apologize if I'm over speaking here. But how do you get people energized? We got to lower the, everybody can't run. The KD2 servos look kick ass. I love expert servos. So I also like my $100 torque servos. There's a difference. You know, there's a budget. And how do you get these people involved? How do you get a kid, a, a 12 or a 15 year old involved? And get their parents to foot the bill for it. Like, we need fresh blood. How do you do that? It's not with a $3,000 helicopter. It's not with a TDR. It's not with, you know, you need the sub-$1,000. Fly Sky Radios and these different fly barless units. And there has to be that variety out there. And we've gone, like, B-Control is the only way to go. And this motor is the only way to go. And this speed controller is the only way to go in these batteries. Well, Radio Master was at Urcha. Right. Well, it's a Radio Master wow. or Fly Sky. They're, I know they're two different brands. Uh, I've had Radio Master. I had a TX-16. Great radio. Didn't like to be in the heat in Missouri. If it sat out in the sun at all, it wouldn't turn on. And that wasn't uncommon. I saw a couple people having a problem. But as far as the radio goes, it was nice. Yeah. So the Fly Sky, I think I'm getting that. It's not Fly Sky or the Fly Sky. But that still comes back to, I've got my system set. My equipment that I'm going to fly is what I'm going to fly. I've got my 
radio does. So Which I'm not is in the fine for you. Right. I'm but, talking about the people getting into here. So the people are like, is, oh, well, fl fly but, what other people fly. Well, but how do you get those people in? You've got to first, when they show up at your field, welcome them. Yes. Make sure they feel like you're going to be there to help <clears throat> them out. Buddy box with them. Answer all the dumb questions that you've answered 10 times because right. that's what gets people over that hump. And when they show up and they ask a question, don't make them feel like they're the redheaded sceptile and they're interrupting you. You know, Spend some time with them. Get them flying. Um, make sure they're I successful. It, make sure they're having <clears> a good time. And then you hear me. Go ahead. You hear yeah. me put a dig in it on uh, V bar, but absolutely without a doubt, my favorite feature of V bar isn't the quality of the controller and the quality of the fly barless and the ease of setup out of the box. That's great. Setting up a buddy box and handing it off to somebody and watching them come nearly to a crash four feet off the ground and me taking over because of how well the buddy box and how easy it is to set up. I borrowed my buddy Jim's Schuster's uh, V-Control, and I went out to my field. I got three different people flying helicopters based off that. Now, nobody bought a V-Control. They were mostly flying Spectrum already. But you have to be respectful of that. Correct. They already got a Spectrum. And maybe a Spectrum flybarless controller, you have to be open-minded to that, is, is my point of view. And you have to... Maybe they decide after the first time, okay, this sucks. This isn't what I would... And I'm not knocking Spectrum in any way, shape, or form. But maybe they do want to end up, maybe they, they are invested enough. Maybe they want to step up to a V-Bar, and maybe that's the way to go. Or maybe you get them used. I just saw a V-Bar Mini selling for not very expensive. That's still a great controller. Yeah. Or a great, great fly barless. You don't need all the bells and whistles. We did it for years without. Um, there's so many, like you said, I completely get it, Greg. And the fact that you can share your helicopter or Gregor or myself. Uh, I didn't go grab my Spirit fly barless and my Jetty to go buddy box. I went and grabbed, I have two 580s set up the same exact way. One's got a V-Control and one's got a Jetty with a Spirit right. in there, GTR. And the Spirit flies, I, I prefer it. But the uh, buddy box? Well, are you awake there, Gregor? <laughs> but oh, that's yeah. what we've had happen at our fields. We get the new pilots that showed up. They showed up with whatever they had. They flew what they brought. Right. We but helped them out. them in that, and then they turn around and bought. Right. And that's, ex I mean, that's an exact example of creating value for these vendors that exist. They show up at the field flying whatever they could afford to put together, and they flew. And we buddy box them on my helicopter. Absolutely. Well, we grab Kramer. Let me grab your transmitter. He brings the transmitter. I bring out Big Raw. And I've put people on big raw and buddy box them. And they're like, oh my God, this thing's awesome. But you create but a lower head speed. It's smoother and it's probably not as intimidating, assuming you're not flying on Mick, Nick Maxwell distance from yourself. Yeah, but they, they fly. We used our helicopters for helping them have a good time. And you made a good experience for them. Next thing you know, those 450s become 500s, the 500s become 600s, the 600s become 700s, and next thing you know, they're showing up with more 700s than I've got at the flying field, and they're having a blast. They come out, and they need someone to go over a helicopter with them. You maiden it with them. You double-check things for them, but my point is, is they entered the hobby with whatever they had. They You support yep. them. They have a good time, and as they... As Bro. they grow they find out what equipment they like 
and they buy that equipment and they spend money in the hobby and these vendors get more customers and that's what we have to be doing as pilots in this hobby is helping the hobby grow by making sure that everyone that walks in here has a good experience and then you drag their ass to urcha yep you know i just i just can't keep getting off this the topic though of of i i think when when so many people you know newcomers come in and see so many sponsored pilots i think that becomes the drive i think that becomes the drive how can i get sponsored you know um and i I, i'm sorry i keep bringing it up and i and i'm not trying to upset anybody but like it's hard to pass up that discount man or maybe you want to maybe you want to help people i get it and it's it's just but how is that beneficial to a place like urch i'm just i'm just i i'm asking i'm not i'm not okay let me throw this out for you i'm I'm literally asking i'm just trying to figure it out i had a person that i said i'll sit at the ego drift tent and that's a whole nother story the ego drift tent oh my lord i think we did 400 mojitos this year um at the ego drift party after after in the evening um I heard somebody tried to take that tent out with a golf cart. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Right. I'm totally off topic there. Yeah, off topic. But here's where I was somebody going Somebody that this. doesn't use Loctite? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So here's where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> using Hobbywing as an example, we are sitting here at the Hobbywing Eodrift um, booth, and people are coming up looking for help. And we spend a lot of time helping people solve problems. But I was sitting in the Eagle Drift tent talking to a pilot who commented, I am surprised at how many people are on teams that are not a very good pilots. And I, I, my analogy I used was, think of a football team. On a football team, you've got a lot of different positions to make that team successful. The quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver. They are the high-flying. They're the ones that cross the finish line, that cross the goal line that um, people see, they cheer them on. They are the face. They're the big the names. goal line. Goal line, start, finish line, pick your sport. You know. I don't know any of that stuff you just said, by the way. There you go. So, But you've got those that group of people that are the show up at Sunfly and throw down, and everybody goes, oh, my God, that's a great pilot. But you also have to have people that are willing to sit there for four hours and help a person solve a wiring problem on their helicopter who – can talk to people who is a very tech savvy, who understands a lot of details on a lot of different fly bar systems. And I think that you've got, so that, that's your lineman. It's your offensive lineman. It's your defensive lineman. It's the people that are the unsung heroes that are in the trenches, just help people be successful. So to me, having a team that has people that can go out and throw down and flashy and show how powerful the equipment is and really can put a good demonstration flight in, have people that are really good on a mic that can really um, be entertaining. Have people that are great talking to uh, people that can really um, communicate and to uh, answer questions. And then someone who literally is happy and is really good at solving a problem. If there's a technical issue, they're the go-to guy. They're the IT nerd that keeps everything working. And I didn't look at you, Steve, when I said that. You know, it wasn't I – did, I didn't make that. Yeah. So – a team, in my opinion, <laughs> has a wide range of skill sets that makes that team successful. And you know, Absolutely. There are guys that are really good at builds. 
that are fantastic builders that can help solve problems on a helicopter that can help people. Hey, the best way to build that is this. If you're having that problem, look at the build this way. I think those are great um, assets on a team. So I think you a, a properly built team will have all those positions in play. I, I agree. I definitely agree. The radio crowd can't see us all waving our hands and going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think those are the things that we're up against as far as, you know, getting people to show up at our just supporting the hobby, growing the hobby, having teams that if they're truly doing a good job, will be good brand ambassadors that will also go out of their way to help grow the hobby. I think it comes down to the way do we, how do we make these events successful? How do we get vendors to come back to Urcha? We've got to have people there that are looking to, we got to new people. It can't just be the three of us showing up every year. You know, it's everyone, it's getting new people there, showing them a good time and talking it up. You know, Greg, how many people do you want to see at an Urcha? What's your ultimate Urcha number? 600 people. Just the number. 600 people. Gregor, what's your ultimate Urcha number? What do you think is the optimal, like, totally kick-ass event? It's a good question. I, I would say between six and eight. So not thirteen hundred, not fourteen hundred, not right. I, I think in, in terms from a vendor of, standpoint, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, from a from a spectator standpoint, um, I would say between six and eight. Uh, from a vendor standpoint, as many as you can get, you know, and right. honest, honestly, you know, I, I mean, man, it, overwhelming, so overwhelming when you get 12, 1300 pilots, uh, you know, or, or spectators or as many people that were there. I mean, when there was that many pilots, who knows how many didn't register? It was ridiculous. I mean, it was right. so hard to go down the flight line. It was so hard. You were waiting so long to try to get food. Food was running out. You know, it was just. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. We had pizza this year. Unbelievable. Papa John's. Was that Bird's Barbecue? They didn't even show up this year, I heard. Yeah. We had the swarms. No, we had Papa John's was there. Just Papa John's. Bert's. Wasn't it Bert's Barbecue? Yeah, that barbecue place was down there towards the front of the when you first rolled up, rolled on the flight line. Remember Bison Burger and all that? Bison Burger. Yeah, they none of that stuff from what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Do you remember when you used to be able to go and, well, you were, you know, probably Amy at the time as a nobody um, and continuing to be a nobody and going back from the future um, when you could get 10% off, like you waited for Urcha and I want to buy a kit. I'm going to get 10% off. And, you know, whether it be Heli Direct or Amy or Experience or whoever, or, uh, you know, only find whoever it was. You could get 10% off at Urcha. You couldn't beat that deal because they didn't have these sales every every you know holiday hey joe biden stubbed his toe holiday let's you know have a sale 10 percent off and that's that's great but you can easier get a deal now there used to be a lot of money that i always thought you could always see somebody walking around the kit these huge arches there were people spending money and so it was made sense for these vendors to come people have really tightened up on that people get a discount or people are waiting for this code or this sale or Black Friday or whatever it is. So I think a lot less people have purchased there. So I don't know how viable it is for multiple vendors to show up and do that. Now, I certainly hope the vendors 
I'd almost rather see a vendor support their pro pilots and drop them off, like choke them out to Urcher or whatever. And maybe the, maybe the vendors just show up. For example, I don't, I assume Aeropanda was out there, but I don't think they do a tent per se. They have their own tent, uh, but I don't think they do like Danny sales or there. anything else. He right. was there, but, but it, you can talk selling. to Danny. Yeah. Or you could talk to Manny or you, that's my point. So you could ask some technical questions and they're there for that capacity, but do they really need to be there to sell stuff? Right. They don't used sell to be store. There was vendors from one end to the other. And you know, you like I'm sure Keith Williams was there and he's a much smaller, you know, single man shop, right, doing his thing, and I'm sure he was selling some stuff out of there. Um, but I don't know how tight they got on that stuff either. But you used to see people walking around with a new kit in their hand and a big mm-hmm. ass smile on their face, walking down oh, the yeah. flight line, and they just got ten percent off, or they just got fifteen percent, and that was a kick ass deal. Yeah. They were so excited to do that, and now you can do that at, by waiting a month. Just so a lot holiday. of that, it's got right. It's gotten easier. So has that gotten easier, taken away from the shiny of that shiny captain? Or does that help throughout <laughs> the year because now? People don't have to wait to urge you. They've got lots of opportunities throughout the year to get a good deal on getting a kit to help them get in the hobby. I mean, that BK event, I know people in our field are buying, you know, the SAB summer sale. They're buying models left and right. We saw we saw a lot of products show up this summer in our flying field that people got new equipment and just love the hobby and it grew. How did that 500 look? It looked awesome. Look great. I don't even need a helicopter and I want to buy that 500. Yeah, look yeah. great. That's the stuff that used to get me excited, right? Photos yeah. would be out there, and here's the new E7 or whatever it is they were coming out, 696, whatever they're coming out with. They used to release that stuff, and it was exciting. So this year yeah. you had um, Steam had their equipment there. People were flying. The Goose Sky S4 Venom was debuted here. You That's had a nice-looking helicopter. Yeah, you had the SAB 5, Raw 500, which came out. You had Raw. And we all let me, let me circle back to Raw in a second uh, from XL Power. Raw was there with the new um, 600 Nitro. Showed that up, and people were flying it, and that was debuted. You can see that. You had KD2 in their servos. You had Venture the new aircraft, Metro that new head. 600. Well, the 600 Gasser. Gene well, was there to see flying that Ken's that. event. That's they were they were just bringing that out. And yeah. honestly, if I was going to buy a Gasser, hands down, that'd be it. Yeah, but not looking. What, what about the new head? Well, that new head was there too. You could see that. You know, the other thing that was really interesting, which I loved watching, son of a gun, Raw from XL Para, that old boy can fly. He flew. At the, he flew, and I was like, holy mackerel, look at that guy go. He's throwing down. He's like the champion, national champion. So is that like the owner? I don't know. If yeah, owner, owner of XL Power. Throwing down. Well, I mean, it's great to see people that we got to have people like that involved in the hobby. Yeah. You know, seeing him throw down, see Bert throw down, Matt Bodo's out there flying. That was exciting to see those guys, you know, you know, so that was kind of fun. But yeah, so Urcha this year had a lot of new products that they're introducing that people were seeing. That was kind of cool. We just need more people that are spending money. So we got to bring them. I think the ambassadors like Matt Botos. I've always looked up to him. Um, I mean, he is such a nice guy. And even if he's, it's, it's interesting the way he tells you to fly harder um, because he'll push. 
but it's in a positive manner. He's truly an ambassador and he's a phenomenal pilot and he's been around for a long time, added a lot to the hobby. Those are the kind of peoples we need. Um, you know, I know t- Tony Whiteside. I saw him at Urchel last year. I know he was at this one doing the uh, steam steam helicopters. And uh, it's great to see some of those people be around because they've been a, f- a lot of these people have been a force in the helicopter and empowering people to get these helicopters. But yeah, kudos to all those. And kudos. I don't know if I said it. Maybe I already did. If I'm repeating myself, anybody that stuck around after that Thursday meeting, because we've thanked a lot of people. And again, I'm not Augie's biggest fan, but I have immense respect for that man. After I got to hear audio from the recording and uh, I wasn't there for it, but I got to hear it. I know all the voices in the audio and uh, kudos to you, Augie, but kudos to everyone else that stuck around and regardless of their um, whatever temperament or, or feelings or anything else, they made sure that Urcha went on. So everybody that made Urcha go on, I don't know who that was. And honestly, there are a lot of unsung heroes in there. Um, even the people that might have been called out in the first place, they all had something to do with per- putting our child in the first place. And we can't discount that, right? Yeah. So while I might wish things were done differently or more transparently, um, still kudos to everybody involved with Urcha. Yeah. And yeah, that's what we all got to remember. Everybody that was there was trying to do what they thought was right. How do you how do you uh, discount that? You know, everyone's trying to do the right thing. They're trying. I think to... everybody is trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I agree. So there's nobody out there trying to sabotage. There's no one out there trying to take over and control. They're doing what they think is right to the best of their ability. And sometimes people get heated. They argue, and they figure out how to get it together, and they work it out. And that's what and they we probably can improve do. based off of that. Yeah, a little bit of input from other people. Not a bad thing some of the time. Yeah. Sometimes you may not want to hear it, but we all settle down, tempers cool, and we figure out how to move forward and get her done. And that's why I think you know, we got to be doing. I'm excited ideal, about the future. I am. I am too, because my ideal Urcha, I have a dream. Oh, and that you dream, have a dream includes Gregor going to Urcha in 2024. <laughs> I would love to. I was, I was this close. I was, uh, I was right there. We, I was going, but my wife's surgery, we just, you know, it was, it was looking back, you know, I was uh, so like with my wife's surgery, I, I like we thought we were, she was going to have a long recovery. Uh, so did the doctor and she was back uh, to work from home in four days, which is absolutely bonkers, you know, um, she wasn't supposed to go back. It was so her surgery was July 10th that she wasn't supposed to go uh, back to work in person until the 18th of this month. You know, she today would have officially been her first day. And uh, um, it, yeah, and she's been back to work. You know, she's back to work, you know, right away in person. I think she, it was three weeks from her surgery. She was back to work in person. You know, so she's doing really well. So anyway, but I just couldn't take the chance. And you know what? My wife's car broke down. Um, I would have been at Urcha. So it worked out the way it was supposed to, you know, because her car ended up breaking out anyways or breaking down. Your anyways. event's coming up. I can't wait yeah. for that. And you got the time to do that. So I'm super excited to make it back out to Cali. I'm yeah, going I'm back ex- to Cali. Cali. <laughs> Cali. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll be I there. Hope, 
I hope so, we get a lot of people there this year. If we have the same same amount as last year, I'll be thrilled to pieces. Um, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of people attending a lot of events uh, anymore as a whole. But I, I think a lot of it is everything's just gotten so expensive for people, and you know the world's in a hurry. So I don't know. Hey, well, maybe we'll we could there. personally invite Augie and have him give an update, and we could do a live live podcast from there. Have- Absolutely. How cool would Augie, that be? We, would, we would love to have you there. You know, Let's we would it. love to have Augie there. <laughs> a so big Maximum shout out to Collective Augie. is going to do an, uh, uh, a live from Central Valley Heli Fest. Central Valley Heli Fest. That's right. There's We're so do many it. names. I, know, <laughs> I have to stop and right? think myself. That's a yeah, mouthful. Yeah. Live from Amos. It's so cool. There's so many, there's so many fun flies, you know, and yet. Um, you know, the, the attendance is on, you know, and look, you got to look at it that way too. Hey, it's not just our I mean, the attendance is down compared to what fun flies used to have at them. Right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff's down, but you know, the hobby has always gone, has had its ups and downs, you know, and this is just probably one of those downs. It'll, it'll go back up and you know, um, yeah. Well, secret is just keep flying. Just keep Keep flying. flying. Have fun. Just keep flying. Just keep flying. Da, 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 da. I think on that note, it's about time to auto on out of here. What do you guys think? Flipping hold. Throttle hold and act. Throttle hold and act. That's right. <laughs> so you guys go out and get a flight in, and thanks for joining us. Aww.